SEO is AEO. Welcome to the show, JP Thormack. SEO is AEO. Welcome to the show, JP Sherman, otherwise known as Jean-Paul. Yes. Sorry, I did it with a French accent because Jean-Paul <laughs> is a terribly French name. No, it is a very French name. And uh, throughout my career in the army, that's how I was known. People would call me Jean-Paul oh, right. or Jean-Pierre. Oh. And uh, basically anything that they could do to make fun of my name and occasionally the last name of Sherman, they referred to the tank or the general who burned down Atlanta. The first thing I thought about for J.P. Thurman was a cartoon character. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. It makes me think of a small cartoon character, a little boy with glasses. Um, <laughs> I have no idea why. Is it the kind of kid who gets in trouble all the time? Yeah. Or, okay, oh, no, that, no, no, that's... it's a really smart kid, but he gets in trouble because he's making kind of funny machines and, and they break down. And they, I can they totally live with that. that. That's, for me, that is, I like that. Like, I can live with that. Okay, Thanks. that's your new characterization. Then. See, you're, you're, you talk about brand being important. There you are. You just rebranded me and... That was important. I like that. Great stuff. I was off to a See, do you like start. that segue? I can occasionally be clever. Oh, right. Okay. And you're about to be really clever. I'm about to be. Brilliant. Findability and discoverability. What do you mean? Findability and discover, uh, discoverability is, at its very core, is matching the user intent with information or content that they want quickly, which basically means that humans look for things. Mm -hmm. And they don't always look for it on websites or search engines. It happens in the real world too. Mm. And a really kind of practical example of findability is how grocery stores are organized. Oh, right. Okay. Where they, they have categories. I can never find anything in the grocery store. Well, I'm not saying that they're good at it. <laughs> but, but the idea of grouping products by, by type, by organizing the, the rows in different uh, related categories. Yeah. Um, the idea is to get you people to find what they're looking for and subsequently provide related things next to those things for upsells and things like that. Related so, searches. I'm a genius. I've just seen the connection. Yeah. See, <laughs> so findability isn't just a web thing. It's a, it's a, it's more, it's more behavioral science okay. than, um, tactics and metadata and putting the creamer next to the coffee kind of thing. So, that's really what findability is. And then you've got discoverability. What's the difference? Discoverability is, is a little bit of semantically different because generally with discoverability, you find something that you didn't know that you wanted. You, you find something that you like that you weren't looking for. Um, That's the kind of salesman thing where he sells you something you didn't want. Like a, you, you want a coffee kettle and right. he, he sells you the, the milkshake maker. Right. Or, or something even like, let's go back to the grocery store. It's like, I've got my espresso and I've got my espresso cups and I'm happy. And then all of a sudden I notice that there's a, there's a new kind of tea that's next to the coffee. Okay. And I'm like, Yorkshire gold. I didn't, I was not looking for Yorkshire and it's there and now I want it. So I went through a process of findability for my espresso and discoverability for the tea. Okay. And that's kind of the, the difference of how it works. Okay, so we've, we've got the grocery store, that store. So that makes right, so I'll just, I'll just crush me. that metaphor I right can now. imagine myself in the grocery store. Now I'm in search. What does it mean? Search is definitely a little trickier than um, what happens in real life. So, but there's a lot of the same behaviors translate to the process. 
So a user comes to um, a search engine or a site with an idea in their head of what they want. Now, with that, along comes with acceptance and rejection criteria. Okay. In the sense that if they're if in their head they're looking for a bike. Yep. And they they probably might know what kind of bike that they like. Or they may be looking for like specifically a mountain bike or a cyclocross bike. Yep. So then they enter in the keywords, which is the query. And so they'll type in mountain bike. Now at this point they get the results. And from so from a search engine point of view, most too many um, e-commerce companies have uh, like their metadata or their title data, their title tags say things like mountain bike dash brand, yeah. mountain bike dash brand, mountain dash mountain bike dash brand. Yeah. That is that's that's really terrible because there's no way for the user to really differentiate which one which one do I click on because they all yeah. look alike to me. And when you consider that they spend less than a second looking at each snippet, these organizations are doing the user a disservice. Yeah, they should be more specific. Right. You need the details, but I mean, that also ties into the knowledge graph where Google's understood the mountain bike, but it needs all the attributes, the details about it, the precision, which is what Jonah Alderson says. Exactly. So and then, so they're being really rubbish at it. Well, no, and, and like, there, there's, there's, so much, there's so much bad, badly organized information out there yeah. that it essentially confuses the user. So when the user's looking at these results, they all look alike, and when everything looks alike, nothing stands out. Yeah. So one of the things that I've done is I've organized, tried to work within the SEO context and the technical SEO side to create metadata that says things like um, reliable, affordable bikes for kids. Now you see, what I would say about reliable, affordable is they're emotional words that trigger emotions. And I, put, I try to get my clients to put them in the search. So you've got mountain bike or affordable mountain bikes. And it's something as a user that stands out from other results because everyone's saying mountain bikes, mountain bikes, brand, whatever it was. Right. And you, but for me, that's an idea of um, triggering an emotion in the head and differentiating oneself on the SERP. You're saying it's more to do with findability? You cannot be more right. And oh. I mean, I mean, <laughs> thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, I like to talk to clever people. Uh, but let, let, so let's break this down from a very kind of, um, uh, a very kind of, um, emotional and technical perspective. Yeah, okay. So I know that when people look for kids' bikes, they look for reliable kids' bikes, they look for affordable kids' bikes. Yeah. And so I'm capturing those distinct keywords from a keyword perspective because I want the query to match my, okay. my data. From a secondary point of view, I'm optimizing for emotion. Yeah, okay. And because as a father, I have purchased kids' bikes, mm. and some of the kids' bikes I have purchased have been garbage. So sturdy. Reliable. Sturdy. These are all great words to trigger that emotion. Is uh, that sturdy in the weirdest word? Pain points. Sorry, I just said that, and I thought, what, what a weird word. It is a weird word. Um, Sorry, I've cut your train of thought. No, 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 no. Rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> so. See, no, it's, it's honest. Uh, I have never been accused of a crime of being brief, so I tend to be a little wordy. <laughs> Um, loquacious even. Um, oh, that's a nice word. It's a great word. Also persnickety. I love using persnickety. Oh, that's a lovely word. That sounds like um, the, the, the children of what's-its-face. Um, what I feel like I should be saying persnickety in like Hogwarts or something like yeah, that. Because it's okay. a very fancy word. Um, but yeah, so, so we take a look at the, the capturing the right keywords with the right intent. Then we look at, you separate yourself from the pack. Yeah. And there's the marketing aspect of you understanding your customer's pain points 
and their intentions and what they want. So you put that into the metadata. And from an SEO perspective, um, the company that I worked for, we were on page three for kids' bikes. Mm -hmm. And within two months, we were number one. Okay. And while I'm not saying that click-through rate directly is a signal, mm -hmm. my argument is that because I was more closely aligned to the search intent, mm -hmm. Google recognized that. Okay. And as we know, sometimes Google kind of shuffles around the rankings to do a little bit of testing. Yeah. That would, yeah. I mean, that if, if, I mean if you talk to some guy like Andrea Volpini, he's he he he's one of the people who says click-through rate does affect ranking. I don't care what Google says. Um, uh, Gary Elias said, you know, if we if we used click-through rate to to rank as a ranking signal, mm -hmm. we would lose personalization, which is kind of half true, but I think it's been a bit cheeky because you wouldn't. Uh, and when Bill Bill Swarovski wrote his article mm -hmm. about patent. Uh, that it explains the filter that's on top of the initial ranking algorithm, you say that gets triggered. So in fact, the click-through rate would affect. I would argue that it's not a direct effect, oh, okay. but it's an asymmetric effect. Okay. Which, which means that um, it, is, it's a, uh, it is a, it's like a, how do I put this? It, so, here, so here's, the, here's the core problem with, with using click-through rate as a, as a direct ranking signal. Okay, go ahead. And this is coming from my experience in running site search. Okay. So one of the things I do, my job is I work at Red Hat, mm. which is an open source software company. Yep. And I manage the site search for our customers looking for information across millions of documents. Okay. So one of the things I found, and this is from direct data, using just click-through rate as a pure ranking signal, you get content that is popular because it is popular. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. And, and then you come in, sorry, the, the, the link, the inbound links, using them as uh, a trust signal is complete rubbish because a popular site isn't necessarily trustworthy. Right. And Jin Luna Dong was saying that the gossip site is the great example. Right. So you have to create this kind of rock, scissor, paper effect where um, a thing can be a signal, but there can be a counterbalance okay. to that signal. So, as, so instead of thinking as of um, how things rank or the ranking signals as a direct, as a, um, like a direct line, mm. think of it as um, more of a symphony. A symphony? Yes, because you can pick out the flute, you can pick out the oboe, you can pick out the drums, mm. um, but the drum isn't always just playing by itself. No. There's usually some accompanying music Unless like you're that. in a, a prog rock, rock band from the 70s and they get the big drum solo. Well, song. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. And <laughs> unless, <you're, laughs> unless you start a punk group, then all you hear is just screaming and guitars, which is awesome. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Can I just mention that like, we share a common love of the Dead Kennedys? Yeah. And I, I love that part. Like, yeah, uh, we, we were talking about it. I would breakfast. rather talk to you more about punk rock and like the British and American punk rock scenes than, <laughs> than, than findability. But could, you know. do you think you could apply findability and discoverability to punk music? How, how do we find it? How do we discover? Oh, sorry. That's so the behavior is the same, but I think, I think, I think that, um, I think the, um, one of the, okay, here we go. Here we go. Brilliant. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going I'm I'm to try this out. So I think that the attitudes of the times in which punk rock flourished, okay. think of uh, the Dead Kennedys, the Sex Pistols, yeah. uh, the Pogues to some extent, um, 
Black Flag. Um, some of the, like the, because California punk, I grew up in California, okay. California punk was hella big. Okay. So I think that there almost could be a, in a sense where like the youth who were getting into that, that scene, like they were angry, they were disillusioned. Mm. They saw things going around the world that they couldn't, that they couldn't control. And so this is one that reflected their anger. And so if I would have played this, and this is a stretch, like I'm just, <laughs> this is a stretch. So stretch it, yeah, um, I kind of think that there are, there are things that generations are looking for. Okay. Um, I think that the millennials are looking for things like stability, okay. uh, consistency. They're looking for, but they're also looking for a, a um, kind of a breakdown of some of the old traditional baby boomer um, mm. edifices that exist. Okay. So when we come to people looking for people looking for what they want, it creates behaviors. Okay. And then these behaviors can reflect themselves in either punk rock or other activities. Um, the Dada movement that predated the Surrealists, mm. they, were, they were also in a time of struggle. And okay. the Dada movement was just a big F you to the art world who says, you're not art. Okay. And so Marcel Duchamp was like, I'm going to invert a urinal, write a name on it, and that's art now. Right, okay. So, so the FU of art and the FU of punk, of music. Uh, yeah. Yes. And I think, I think it's based in an idea that like people are looking for things. Yeah. Or, and this is probably more closely tied to it, like the Maslow thing, but. But isn't there also an aspect of di uh, discoverability with the relatedness of two groups? I mean, you were listing the groups, you are saying the Clash, the Punk, uh, the, the Sex Pistols, the Damned, the Dead Kennedys. I mean, and that relatedness and within the core, you're kind of saying, well, I'm listening to Sex Pistols, but this other person is listening to the Damned, so. Dude, that's why you got opening acts. Brilliant. There you go. Brilliant. So, so you go to see the Sex Pistols or you go to see the Pogues and then you got your, um, your opening act, which you may never have heard of. Yeah. So I think, there you go, there's, there's discoverability, my friend. Brilliant, thank you very much. SEO is AEO, thank you, JP. You're very, very welcome. <laughs> Breakfast buddy. Thank you so much.